The Chaser Report is recorded on Gadigal land. Striving for mediocrity in a world of excellence, this is The Chaser Report. Hello and welcome to The Chaser Report with Dom and Charles. I am Charles. Yep, that's right. This doesn't get old. I'm Dom. Hello, Charles. How are you? <laughs> so, uh, you going to Kyle Sanderlands' wedding? Have you been invited? Uh, isn't Wasn't it this past weekend? So, I guess not. I guess... Uh, Oh, you weren't invited? No, I wasn't invited. Were oh, you, see, because I, I went. I, oh, I went. damn. The fact that I didn't know that it was on <laughs> <laughs> is just because it was such a great wedding that I I forgot that I had been. Kyle didn't turn up to work on Friday. He missed the shift. So, um, it, did you know where he was? Was he with you? Oh, yeah, we were hanging out. It was me, because you've got to understand, like, uh, he invited Anthony Albanese to his wedding, who, who came along. Uh, the New South Wales Premier Chris Minns came along. Um, some other what drug dealer, bikey gang guy. No, no, um, oh. respectable oh. business figure, right. John Ibrahim, who we can't say anything bad about. For, oh no, for he, reasons involving legal jeopardy and and personal. He, he his character is as pure as the driven snow that he did not sell. Yeah, that he did not sell mm. at that wedding. Yeah, or yeah. indeed any of the nightclubs in the cross, which yeah. we've never been to, by the mm. way. We've never been to any of the any of the venues with or without anyone no. dubious. And I'm sure Kyle wasn't somewhere in the cross. Yes. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. If by the time people hear this podcast, mm. it, it, he may not actually make it alive. To, I mean, clearly, we're recording this week before. Mm. Um, he may not have made it alive to the wedding on the weekend. It's going to be an interesting one with... Uh, the Premier and Prime Minister mm. next to alleged underworld figures. I think he's called well, himself an underworld figure in the in his own autobiography, King of the Cross. I mean, it is tradition for Labor parties to seek donations from such figures. In fact, in the history of the Labor Party, they've been some of the greatest cabinet ministers have <laughs> been crooks who Absolutely. end up... Absolutely. <laughs> not that not the no, he's not a crook. crook. I'm, no, I'm going to do what the ABC have done. Yes. And they've said, a man described by his book publisher yes. as Australia's most notorious underworld figure ah. never convicted of anything. No, um, definitely not. There was also a convicted drug smuggler at the yes. wedding as well. Plus Anthony Albanese. Plus um, why would you... If you were the Prime Minister of this country and your whole persona was being as boring and safe as possible, why on earth would you go to the wedding of Kyle Sanderlands? Because he's an Australian success story, is what, <laughs> uh, is what Albo said. At one point, he was homeless, living on the streets of, Sig- of Sydney, and he's grown into, and I quote, a significant public figure, which is, I think, the most positive thing anyone's ever said about Kyle Sanderlands. Certainly the, mm. the commercial radio regulators never said anything that generous <laughs> about his, his work. Yes. Uh, so, that was, so that was good. I got a raging hangover, though. Oh, really? Yes, um, having been to that wedding. From the Sherbets? Yeah, from the Sherbets. Yeah. Did, it, did Albo DJ? Because he did promise on air to DJ. I think the strategy of asking Anthony Albanese to promise to do things mm. on air is one that... Um, can you imagine if Kyle Sanderlands used that evident power that he has mm. for other purposes? Like, instead of going, yeah, yeah. Albo, we can't have a wedding? You got a DJ at my wedding? What if he said, 
Are you increased job seeker so that it's a livable wage? And he would just suddenly do it. Oh, he'd be like, oh, yeah. I'm a, put on the spot here on, on yeah. live radio. I've got yeah. to come up with something. Kyle, yeah, can you... Maybe, is, I mean, given that you used to be homeless, maybe that's something you might want to turn your mind to. Yeah, can you fix the housing affordability crisis by putting a rent freeze on all rental properties? I mean, he's, he's fixed his own affordability crisis for housing, I think. Yeah. Doesn't he make $25 million or something? $5 million a year, I think. Yeah. Before well, he even gets out of bed, which some, he some, presumably doesn't. Yeah. Mm. I mean, I think the whole thing is, you know, Anthony Albanese, he, he grew up in government housing. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's important to say that again, because from his perspective, you can't mm. say that enough. Time. Oh, no. Council yeah. housing. Yeah. Public housing. Public housing. Subsidised housing yes. for, the, for those who are just not well-to-do. Yes. He didn't have a silver spoon in his mouth, no. Charles. And the, the and he's made it back there. He's now in public housing. He's got Kirribilli House. He's, he's got the lodge. In, he's got several public houses. Yeah. That, that's true. <laughs> that's right. um, I, don't, I don't... Look, it's too early to, to write the sort of political obituary of Albo. He might be around for a very long time. He might mm. do all, all manner of things. Yes. But you wouldn't say that he's come rushing out of the gate to ensure that other mm. struggling families have housing. He wouldn't say that that's been item number one. I mean, he's he certainly helped struggling brain manufacturers yes. enormously. But yes. in terms of public housing, that's I'm sure it's on his to-do list what somewhere. If, what if, you know how they have houseboats? Do you think maybe <sighs> if Australia invented house submarines, yes. then suddenly he'd want to spend hundreds of billions of dollars on a council yes council sub nuclear powered nuclear powered nuclear powered council submarines yeah that's a great idea yes that's what we do and I mean they can stay out to sea for apparently months on end yes they've got like a perpetual battery in them this nuclear propulsion system and what you do is because it's very hard to transmit radio waves Mm. through the ocean so what you do is you'd put Kyle Sandlin's (laughs) In, in the uh, house submarine, and then you wouldn't have the problem of having to listening listen to him in the morning. And well, the other thing is that not that this is going to happen because mm. he's clearly uh, this is he's never going to happen. But no. in the unlikely event of someone mistakenly charging John Ibrahim with anything, mm. straight into the sub out of Australian territorial waters, and you're all good. <laughs> that's right. Actually, that's where Kyle Sandilands should be having his wedding. It probably is. It yes. probably is where he had it. Yeah, I imagine so. what's happened on the weekend is that um, a large chunk of Dover Heights has just sort of yeah. detached itself from the mainland, mm. gone, whatever it is, 12 miles off the off the coast. Coast, um, outside of the jurisdiction. Outside of the jurisdiction of Australian law yeah. and the federal police. And, you know, a bit of a rage out there. Yeah. But I wasn't invited. So you weren't invited. That's- no. See, but everyone who was anyone was oh well, that's the reason. Yeah, that's that's what that's what it was. <laughs> yeah. Chris Minns, though, um, I mean, he's in a perfect position, isn't he? Don't you think? I mean, everyone would have been saying to Albo, oh, Prime Minister, Prime Minister, or Albo, Albo, mm. depending on how drunk they were. No one would have talked to Chris Minns. No one would have noticed he was there. I, I don't think he gets recognised in the street. He hasn't been Premier a month yet, has he? Yeah. Or no, just on, just over a month. He's well, the, definitely no one knows who he is. Well, still. the thing is, uh, what he's been doing, he's been very busy. Has he? Yes, because he got elected on the promise of unfreezing all the wage freezes on public sector wages, right? Yeah, that's right. And his entire month has been spent furiously backpedalling from that one single promise that he took to the election. So apparently all the unions have come out uh, in the past week. Uh, I think the ETU came out, which is the Electrical Trades Union. Mm. I think the TWU has started complaining about it, where suddenly there's a whole lot of detail, Dom. Oh, I see. You can't just... You can't just make a blanket promise like, oh, we'll unfreeze wages mm. and then unfreeze wages. No, no, no. You would, that, that would be that's, ridiculous. That's way too simplistic. But thinking. also, Charles, yeah. how was he to know? Mm. How was 
Minzy. Yes. Minzy. Is that, yeah. is that still a thing? I don't think it's a thing yet. No, Minzy. How's Minzy to Minzy. know yeah. that he'd come... It sounds like Menzies, doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, that he'd come into office mm. and discover that the books, Charles, the books were oh. far worse. Oh, they were far worse, were they? Far oh, worse. What a shock. I mean... I've never heard never that. happened. No, government's never. Ever, ever come into office and said, oh. oh, we've just taken a look at the books. It was Dominic Perrottet's big black hole. Oh, but it's a big black hole. Yeah. I don't... That's not like that's a tradition that every single incoming <laughs> government goes through. Oh, my goodness, we can't do the wage raise. Yeah. And the, the thing is, this is the thing Labor's realising mm. uh, increasingly, st- state and federal level, is that yeah. there's not really anywhere else to go. I mean, where else are Labor voters going? Where else is the ETU going to go to get in? It's not going to go to the Greens, certainly not the Liberals. Well, I think they're going to go 12 kilometres offshore to the underground <laughs> the sea underground houses, yeah. Because this is the thing. I mean, what's the ETU, um, it's going to be four long years until they're mm. needed by the Minsk government at all for re-election. Mm. And then they'll probably say, oh, okay, the next term, next term we'll undo the freeze. There's nowhere else to go. And this is the same as the JobKeeper thing. Labor mm. knows yes. that its voters, they're not going to vote for the coalition, particularly yes. not this coalition under Peter Dutton, which seems to have no discernible policy rather than I don't like it, which Pauline Hanson pioneered long before. So where would they go? I mean, Jesus. The, the, problem, they, the problem that they might have is... What if all their voters, though... Die of exposure because they can't afford to have a home to live in. Like, like, is there a problem that Peter Dutton scrapes across the line because half the population of Australia just simply can't afford to live in? And only the Liberals survive. Yes. Because they're the ones who own the houses. Yes. Yes, but Charles, they'll be foreclosed. They'll have to foreclose because they. Their tenants will all be dead, so they won't be getting oh, enough rent to pay for oh, their investment yes. properties. Yes, and they'll turn into filthy labour voters. They'll go to the wall because no, because they won't ha- they won't be landlords anymore. No, and they'll suddenly go. Oh well, I should vote labour. Well, we, they're going to need council housing, but now I won't have <laughs> built any for them. If you're a Shark Tank fan or business junkie, check out the podcast Another Bites. Each week, another bite breaks down the biggest success stories and most disastrous failures to come out of Shark Tank. The hosts break down each company's pitch, analyze the deals that were or weren't made, and answer the million-dollar question, are they still a company? Whether you're an entrepreneur looking for tips or a Shark Tank fan that just wants to relive the drama, another bite's your deep dive into the world of Shark Tank. Just search for another bite in your favorite podcast app, like the one you're listening to right now. None of the medical advice contained in the Chaser Report should legally be considered medical advice. The Chaser Report. I do find it uh, amazing that the line from Labor supporters, like mm. not, not Labor politicians, but Labor supporters now, seems to be, when you chat to them, you say, oh my God, Labor's very disappointing, aren't they? Mm. It seems to be, don't worry, it'll be much better once Labor gets elected, right? Yes. And, right. and you keep on going, but hang on, Labor's elected. Labor's elected everywhere. Labor is in power. Like, the decisions that they're making are clearly what they want to do. There is nothing stopping this Labor. Is, this is the high watermark. But even further than that, Charles, not only is there nothing stopping Labor, mm. from doing, it's not like John Howard um, when he met his downfall because he got total power in every, you know. Yes. Remember, and he brought work choices in. It's not like that. No. Because Albanese has to work with teals and greens. Yes. So people dragging him to the left, they're, they're mm. all urging him to do more on climate, urging yes. him to do more on stopping mining, yes. urging him to do more on housing the greens again. Yes. And he's just, just pushing back. No, no, don't drag us to the left. We don't mm. want to go there. So it's like Labor being but, being pulled to do something. Yeah. But you see, Dom, you've got to understand, it's very immature. You're very, you're so naive. Yeah. Thinking that I am. just because Labor's elected, 
they should do the things that they were elected to do that everyone mm. wants them to do. Like, I think that is a very naive perspective. Labor's the adults in the room. They're, sure. the, they're the responsible guardians. They're the people there to just, to, to you know, like an adult. You know or how I, when you're I'd a like child. I would like you to have ice cream every day, but you can't. Yeah, yes, exactly. When you're a child and, and your dad said to you, your mum said to you, don't t- touch that electricity outlet you will kill yourself, mm. right? That's Labor's role, right? Like, yeah. don't fix the environment. You will... Um, sorry, I'm trying Can, to... Uh, an analogy falls down. <laughs> well, you, know, you know who no, spoke sure a lot there's... of sense on this? Yeah. There's Who? a guy... Okay, look, good. Albanese might want to listen to this guy, um, quite a prominent commentator, I won't say his name just yet, mm. who tweeted uh, a couple of years ago, the government's been forced to admit that... $40 a day is not enough to live on. Oh, yes. In the aftermath of the pandemic, we can't have people sliding back into poverty because when Australians fall on hard yes. times, we should help them get back on their feet. Well, whoever that was, well, let's elect him as Prime Minister. That, that We want people who have that. Is that Adam Band, is it? No, that was 2020 Anthony Albanese. Uh, <laughs> that was it. Wait a minute. So it's... So he said that before the election. So it's yes. almost an election promise. Yes, to- it's... And there's a meme. He's even posted a little meme... Where Labor says forty dollars a day isn't enough to live on, the Liberals question mark question mark. It's time to permanently increase job seeker authorised by Anthony Albanese, ALP Canberra. That is not true. That's a thing. Twenty twenty, uh, the twenty fourth of July. Jim so Chalmers, Jim Chalmers, the the treasurer. Yes, the person uh, who literally is in charge of the next budget. Yeah, that's yep. one trillion dollars of debt, but millions of Australians left behind, including nine hundred twenty eight thousand people aged over thirty five on unemployment benefits, deliberately excluded from hiring subsidies, $1 trillion of debt, a track record of no delivery, no plan for the future. Is he talking about the Albanese government or is he talking about the Morrison government? That's projection. Like, that's him just talking about his plans. That's Chalmers 2020. I have no plans for Australia. He's very upset that there's no plan to lift the permanent rate of JobSeeker from $40 a day. Mm. Whereas, to be fair, this government has a plan not to. There's a difference between... No plan to oh, lift it. Yes, as as opposed to a plan not to. So it's sort of semantics, really, isn't yes, it? Yes, very much so. Yeah. Or, or it's not not semantics. See, there's a difference between being yes. semantics yeah. and not not, not semantics. being semantics. Yes. Yeah, okay. That's right. Charles, do you remember when the Labor government got elected? Mm. And we were sort of saying, you know, this this new government's come in. They, they promised to do a lot of things about a lot of things. Yes. Will there be any scope for satire under the new <laughs> regime? That was the thing yeah. people were asking. Uh, I feel we had confidence even then. Yes. Oh, oh, we did have confidence. But what I didn't anticipate, uh, and look, I'm probably to blame for this, is I, I don't think I anticipated the crushing depression that that you would suffer uh, be, having obliterated all hope. Like when it was under Morrison, you always had the hope, well, things can be better because we can get rid of this. You railed against Morrison, yes, didn't you? I yes. remember you railed very hard and you, yes. you, you thought he was terrible and yes. get rid of him and things will things but, will improve. But now it's like there is no hope. Would you rather, Charles, mm. have a Prime Minister who you very much disagree with and disliked mm. and, and really hated, to be honest, like yes. you hated Morrison yes. Yes. and who really did let you yes. down? Yes. Or would you rather have someone you personally know yes. uh, and known for many, many years yes. who's now Prime Minister and is letting you down not perhaps as much, mm. but from what you thought you were going to get. I mean, is it is it someone you admired letting you down mm. less or someone you hate letting you down more? Which Well, the good thing is that I don't really have to choose because Albo's quickly becoming the sort of person who I viscerally hate in the same way that I hated Morrison. So. But, but Charles, Charles, he's, a, he's come from council housing. 
Oh, Directly yeah. from Council, council right. Housing to Carl Sanderlands' birthday, oh apparently. Oh, my God. Yeah, he's, he's just an Aussie battler done good. I mean, the thing you need to understand is that, that he knows mm. what it's like to grow up broke. He knows what it's like to yes. be living in poverty. Yes. A lot of other Prime Ministers haven't known yes. that. Like Mal- How yeah. was Malcolm Turnbull it- supposed to relate to the poor mm. when he'd never really been you know, struggling for a crust? Whereas Albanese understands mm. the pain these people are feeling yes. when he chooses to do nothing about it. Right? <laughs> he, he's been there. That, makes him, that actually makes him morally more culpable, isn't it? <laughs> Like it's, some may say, yeah. Other others might be like, well, you yeah. know, if he got out of it, why yeah. can't they? Why can't those people just yeah. get elected prime minister and get two? I well, mean, it, you know, he could, is. he could, couldn't he, Charles? He could give one of his free houses yes. for public housing. He could say, yeah. he could say, well, I'm not in the lodge. Yeah, you can go and live there, fill it up with people who need a house. But he doesn't. Charles, you're a bit down. I, I, I know. I can see it in your eyes. I am. You're sad. Yes. Just wait for the second term. It'll all be better in the second term. Oh yes. Yeah. No. Because that's his strategy, isn't it? Yeah. Have a really shit first term and then turn everything around in the second. Oh, okay. That's, that's yeah, no, right. I'm, I'm back on board. That's right. Yes. And then and then just in the unlikely event, that doesn't yeah. work out. Yeah. The third term is the charm. That's what oh, they say. Oh, that's what they say. That's what they say. Yeah, it's the charm. Charles, everyone knows. Yeah. Third term. Love it. It's where the, it's where the okay. gold comes in. Albo 2029. I'm on board. Or perhaps 32. Our gears from Rogue. We're part of the Iconoclast Network. Catch you next time. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Hi, I'm Dori Shafrir. And I'm Kate Spencer. And we are the hosts of Forever 35. And today we're talking about Club Med, the best all-inclusive getaway for families. Today, Club Med has nearly 70 resorts worldwide, from beachside resorts in the Caribbean and Mexico, to magical locations in the Maldives and Morocco, to ski resorts in the mountains from Canada to the Alps. Between their all-inclusive family programming, wellness offerings, land and water sports, and their French heritage-inspired food and drink offerings, Club Med is the best way to elevate your family getaway, no matter which location you're at. To learn more, visit clubmed.us.